Okay, how to create a path forward. Well, that's a really useful metaphor. We can all identify with that. We can all picture a path through the woods, in a park, along a beach. Incredibly useful guides. But what kind of path are we talking about here? And let's just say we're talking about the same kind of path as a path through a park. Any path through the outer world or a segment of the outer world is completely applicable to paths in the inner world. Think about inner space. We're in this vast. I mean, when you close your eyes and just notice what's in there and sort of focus on the empty space, maybe you have an image, maybe you hear a a voice in your mind, hearing a memory, having certain feelings. But if you acknowledge that and move your attention to all of the empty space and look to the horizon, you'll notice that there's a horizon in your mind on the inside, just like there is on the outside. And you know if you go to that horizon, it will just move out to the horizon again. In other words, if you imagine traveling in any direction, forward, backward, left, right, up, down, a total wonkavator, if you imagine traveling any direction in your mind, is it not true that you could travel forever? Because when you're having the sense of moving through inner space. There are no walls. And there is plenty to notice and see. Memories, future imaginations, different parts of yourself that show up. And again, just like in the outside world, it's extraordinarily helpful to have a structure. For example, location. I mean, if you think about location, how important is location? What if you suddenly didn't know where anything was? Not even the ground beneath your feet. I mean, location is incredibly important for all kinds of directions, right? The world doesn't exist without us having a sense of where we are in our environment and where things are in relation to us. And the same rule applies on the inside. It's incredibly important to know where things are. And so if you have an inner critic, for example, that's a voice in your mind and it has a location. When it's saying things like, hey, you screwed up again, didn't you? That voice is coming from somewhere. It might be the very center of your mind, in which case there is its location. It may be on the right, the left, the middle. It may be coming as if from a distance. But it has a location, and it has all kinds of different qualities to it. But it's sort of like if you're walking down the street and somebody calls your name and you have no idea where it's coming from, it's disorienting. First, we want to stop, we want to locate it, then we want to turn toward it so we can address it. That's how it works in the world. That's how it works best on the inside, too. 
And so if you're getting a communication from your mind, you stop and go, okay, where is this coming from? Same. Is it on the right, the left? Is it above you? Lock in on it. Focus in on it. Listen to it. Take a moment. What is your response? We don't need to just react. However, if you're walking down the street in the outside world and you start hearing voices and seeing things and you they're just sort of coming at you and you don't have any sense of structure to it, you're not going to make it down the street. And on the inside, I don't know that we have consciously put enough structure or become aware of the structure. Basically, the inside world is structured just like the outside world. Things have size, shape. We perceive them through our senses. Noises have locations they're coming from. They have volume. They have tonality, just like other people's voices in the outside world. It's all the same stuff. And in fact, if you take it a level deeper, there's not that much of a distinction between the inside world and the outside world. We perceive them both through our five senses. They both have a structure to them. And we're a, to the degree we're able to perceive that structure, we're able to make use of the world, and so on and so forth. And of course, we know that our interpretation of the outside world is, as far as anyone can tell, entirely dependent upon our subjective filters. And that we don't see the world as it is, but as we are. It's just constantly being interpreted because that's all we're able to do. We see the world through our beliefs and, you know, run our lives according to our expectations and so on and so forth. It's sort of the software of our mind that is really creating the scenes and the path forward, really out of out of our inside world, just like we're doing it on the outside world. So what am I trying to say here? The outside world, just like, what am I trying to say? Both the inside world and the outside world are projections of our minds, of our inner self, or of perhaps our larger self. So if you believe that you see the world as you are more than as it is, then you also believe you're projecting yourself out onto the world. And in those moments, you create your experience of the world. And it's just a tiny step further to say it's in those moments that you create the world. Because the world we each see truly is a projection of our mind. Whatever data it is out there, we've been trained to see it a certain way, to expect certain things of it, and so on and so forth, interact with it in a certain way, in order to survive in it, and so on and so forth. I mean, that makes perfect sense. We have to be trained how to see the world, Feral children, children raised 
somehow, some way, and there haven't been many of them, who are raised without a language, without that interaction, without being taught how to perceive things. They, in fact, do not perceive things at all in the same way. They don't recognize them, sometimes do not even. Sometimes visual objects that don't even show up for them, don't notice them. Because there's no structure to put to it. There's no language. There's no labeling system. It's all, I guess, just some data that has not been organized into categories and given a certain structure. So for all intents and purposes, there's not a world out there without us creating it, projecting it, taking whatever that is out there, that data, and processing it through our five senses and literally creating an image of the world, that upside-down image in the back of your retina, the way the eyes work, they sort of create this projection of the world for the brain to interpret. And what we see is what the brain interprets. So we're all living in our own projections of the world. And I, it's incredibly empowering when we realize that and realize that, realize that the inner self, the larger self that is aware of all of our unconscious processes, our dreams, and other lives we may have lived, other connections we have in the collective unconscious, other connections we have through our heritage, buried deep in our DNA somewhere, whatever's waiting for us is there to be explored in inner space. There's just a lot more. And I think there's a lot more that is incredibly influential over us that we don't understand. And if we want to expand, if we want to become more and more empowered then let's learn about these larger elements of ourselves.